we'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study. For October 14th, 2019, next report is entitled FEMA Moves on North California. So now we're talking about FEMA, which is a different aspect we really haven't talked about yet. The title is FEMA Moves on Northern California, and I will read. The Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, on Tuesday quietly and strategically reshuffled manpower, sending 500 agents and 12 mid-level supervisors from Oregon, Nevada, and Idaho to a staging area in Santa Clara County, California, where PG&E, the area's primary electricity provider, shut power to nearly 800,000 residents due to threat of wildfires. A state of emergency was declared for Santa Clara County as the area prepared for additional outages on Thursday, according to KRON-TV. Meanwhile, in the city of Morgan Hill, a curfew was in place from 7 p.m. Wednesday night to 6.30 a.m. Thursday as authorities worked to reduce the possibility of crime in blackout areas. Our source, a Region 9 district supervisor speaking under promise of anonymity, said the outage has less to do with combating fires and more to do with instilling a sense of fear and helplessness right. in residents who have been told they may not have electricity for a week or longer. Mm -hmm. He said he does not know whether FEMA orchestrated the blackout, but claimed acting FEMA Director Pete Gaynor telephoned California Governor Gavin Newsom, instructing him to declare a state of emergency and Im impose a dawn-to-dusk curfew on stricken areas. He meant to say dusk till dawn. He, he actually comments that on the comments below. So, anyway. Gaynor cleared the incursion with U.S. Secretary of Homeland Security Kevin McAllenon, who told him, quote, do what you think is best, unquote. Moreover, Gaynor told Governor Newsom to prepare to receive an influx of FEMA field officers to augment existing agency personnel in affected locations. On paper, FEMA is a disaster relief agency. Its stated goal is to provide financial relief and humanitarian aid to victims of natural disasters. But the FEMA convoy headed to California is not carrying a single bottle of water or MRE. However, the agent MRE's meals ready to eat. is are equipped with semi-automatic rifles and enough ammunition to put three rounds in every resident of Santa Clara County. Whoa. Now, granted, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but FEMA is Satan. Okay. They are. They just reported on how they could be poisoning those supplies for the flood victims in, in Houston and what they did during Hurricane Harvey and most likely what they did for Katrina. And I'm talking mass genocide. I'm talking carting these people off under the guise of some natural disaster, a lot of times under the cover of night, whether it be buses, rails, whatever, in order to kill them and disappear them and then say, well, they just disappeared during the event. We don't know what happened under the guise of some big thing like that. So I wouldn't put anything past them. And again, this gentleman's covering a particular aspect of this I didn't hear from anyone else. Quoting our source. I don't have enough info to know what the goal is here, but I know it's not disaster relief. The absence of relief supplies 
coupled with the agency sending in trained marksmen, at least suggests this is an agency beta test to prepare the American public for an eventual FEMA takeover when martial law is declared. And they will be working in conjunction with the United Nations, the, the Blue Helmets and the Chinese and the Russian and all the other nationalities on our soil. So this is, you know, this is something definitely we need to be, you know, a lot of, a lot of prayer needs to be going up about this. And that's why I'm doing this study uh, to create that awareness. I would advise residents in Northern California to avoid FEMA and absolutely not let a FEMA agent into their homes, he said. Wow. The operation may be an attempt to seize weapons and confiscate gold, quoting him again. Right. Yeah, and what we just talked about, the gold thing. How the bank, don't you think they'd like to get as, as much gold off the streets as they could prior to an economic collapse so that they would have it, the, the wicked evil bankers, or the Illuminati, and that the people that were actually like conservatives and patriots and Christians and these types would have very little ability to have any way of survival this seeks to deprive americans of the right to bear arms an end goal is the annulment of the second amendment right it also wants to deny them access to precious metals which may be used to barter with after the dollar goes away right <clears throat> exactly fema's nefarious agenda involves the subjugation and enslavement of law-abiding american citizens making them wholly dependent on FEMA for every necessity of life. Right. Food, water, shelter, and medical care. The overwhelmingly democratic, liberal, and pro-government, big, and pro-big government state of California is the perfect arena for FEMA to practice government domination. Quoting our source, FEMA knows many Californians see the government as a Catholicon for their woes. And FEMA doesn't let a good emergency go to waste. This whole thing could be to intimidate people into eventually and willingly walk right into the camps, he said. Yep. Asked if President Trump has knowledge of FEMA's intent, our source said, quote, given the scope of the operation and others we've conducted, it's hard to imagine the president is unaware of what's really going exactly. on. Exactly. He was all part of that. He went out to the Paradise Fires. He was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Can't believe that whatever he said, the 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 whole he just the party line, whatever whatever they said caused those camp those fires in paradise where they were incinerate incinerating houses into their own footprints and oh yeah he went he went right along with it went right in fact I played I played the clip of him being there on site so he's guys he's owned by the Rothschilds Rothschilds are behind all of this they own PG and E. So although he's acting like he's the good guy and he's here to help us and save us, he's on Team Satan, okay? But again, Hegelian dialectic and the whole right-left paradigm, they've got to, they've got to, Satan has to give you some type of hero and some type of savior to point to so that you'll believe that he's going to take care of business and that he has our best interests at heart. And that does not exist in this country i'm not saying it doesn't exist in any facet of government and then everybody's wicked in government but i'm talking about at the top of the food chain the presidents the senators and the congressmen and these types of people most of them are so bought and paid for and blackmailed and that's the reason they got in those positions that's how they got in those positions so our only hope is the lord jesus christ 
And then there were some comments below that video. I mean, that, that, that video I just played you, that five-minute clip, that's more heavy-duty than anything I've set up to this point about this. I mean, that's a whole other level I haven't even talked about. I haven't heard much, tr much news come out of there in the last 24 hours, and that's kind of concerning. Some uh, One commenter said, also California shutting down ham radio and shortwave repeating towers. Yeah, we just talked about that last week. Why? To cut off all communications from the Patriots. Because they don't want you to have any ability to communicate with one another. When they come in under the cover of night and do whatever they're going to do, they don't want, and this is why I'm saying you better be relying on the Lord Jesus Christ to protect you. Because I got every way in the world they can do to, to ferret you out, to spot you out, the LIDAR radar. They've, they've got, you know, all their data mining they've been doing on everybody. The only hope is the Lord Jesus Christ, his protection. Fight against them that fight against me, O Lord, the Bible says. You know, have them in derision, God. Let their own tongues to fall upon themselves. Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked and from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity who wet their tongue like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, even bitter words, that they may shoot in the perfect. Shoot at the perfect. Psalm 64. If you, have, if you haven't ever heard that teaching, I would, would say you want to listen to that. <laughs> if you're in California in these areas, you want to listen to it like real soon. Imprecatory prayers. Just key Psalm 64 in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. Another commenter said... A mid-level bureaucrat ordered all ham relays shut down by October 1st, which is just in time for this. Yeah. By administration order, and that what was and that's what was done. Some say to inhibit the militia type comms, meaning communications. This is incorrect. They want these types to transmit so they can be located. The relays were taken down to prevent news from getting out once the arrest and killings start. Listen and learn, people. I don't know what's going on in California right this second, but from everything I'm seeing, it could be an absolute bloodbath. And they're not going to let, they're going to try to suppress every bit of news coming out of there. And if they've taken down the grid, and they're probably going to take, they're, they're taking down the ham radios and stuff, they're, they've set the stage for this. I pray to God that's not happening, but I'm telling you, it's what they'd like to do. If it doesn't happen, it's the hand of God moving. Okay, so here's a, another report, and we're hitting totally separate things, different aspects of this that I haven't even covered. And this is Watch California Purge Fires Begin in Real Time. Now, you're going to have to watch this video in order to fully appreciate it, but it's only four minutes. I'm going to go ahead and play it because it's, it's, it is most likely a major part of all of this that we haven't even talked about. We kind of did with the dues attacks, but... This is actually evidence, apparently. California under attack, five simultaneous explosions. What they're doing here. That is the latest from Santa Clarita as we watch the super scoopers in action. Such an important and crucial part of our firefighting effort in Los Angeles County. And I don't know, photographer Tony Butit, if you may be able to swing around. Do you see the large uh, other, the other planes there? We've got. You can see it in the center of the screen. It's two explosions that look to be about, I don't know, probably 30, 40 miles apart. He's, he's some type of topographical satellite map where you can like see clouds and stuff floating over. And he's showing these, what he's saying are explosions um, in California. And 
uh, I mean, these could be like in the middle of nowhere in order to get a lot of these fires started and going. Two different fires that exploded at the exact same moment there. You can see them in the center of the screen. Two fires, two locations, two explosions. Well, the only thing is, is there's, there are three more. And mainstream media calls us fake news. They call us conspiracy theorists. They want us censored. Here's the deal. The only reason we all knew that the fires would start to consume California again is because of vigilant YouTubers like Daniel Alexander Cannon from the channel Logic Before Authority. On the heels of PG&E claiming that the very reason they were conducting their public safety power shutoff, which would impact 800,000 customers or over 2 million people, the very reason they were doing this power shutoff was supposedly to significantly reduce the risk of fire. And as coincidence would have it, right after they began their first phase of power shutoffs, it looks like multiple explosions ensued in the very areas that are now experiencing those fires. Oh, okay. And as okay. Logic Before Authority pointed out, these explosions happened simultaneously. Yeah, let's go upstairs to Rick Dickards. Rick, so uh, where are you right now? We're hearing that some homes right now are really in danger. Stonegate residents, uh, Aroxia Tony, Eagle Ridge Way residents down below. Look at who showed up to save your homes down below there. Crews from all over Southern California, strike teams right in the backyards of this neighborhood here because fire is burning in the canyon there. And those hose lines are literally on the fences of those properties, preventing those flames from impacting the homes down below there. This is one of those spot fires that developed. Those embers that can travel a mile or more are being blown from the northeast towards the southwest because of these strong Santa Ana winds. At the exact same moment, these two other explosions take place. One on the right-hand side, and I don't know that exact location yet, explodes and takes place. Then to the north, at the exact same moment, at the state line, another explosion takes place at the exact same moment. It can be seen to the right of the screen near the orange bubble. Straight out in front of the orange bubble down. You can see the smoke plume starting to come up from it. Huge fire. Also, up the valley, we've got another huge explosion. All simultaneous. At least five explosions all at the same time. Bet so many strike teams down below, they're putting water, soaking down the rooftops, the residents all around these homes, saving them. The strike teams are there. They knew that this was a hot spot. They have arrived, and they've arrived from all over Southern California, Tony Neroxia. This is a mutual aid situation, and that they are calling firefighters from urban areas. When we showed you that red flag uh, warning map uh, a day ago and the fire weather watches, it was all of Southern California, which is a bit misleading. Yes, the fire danger is high. The humidity is low all over. It's low in Culver City and down towards Torrance. But it's the urban wildland areas that are most vulnerable. And this is a classic urban wildlife area. And here comes, yeah, part of that Air Force. That's an Ericsson Air Crane. It's got a long snorkel, stationary. It could suck up water from any source, from swimming pools. And there you go, dropping that water right in that canyon where that fire is burning right between these two residential areas. I don't know what's going on in California, whether they're going to claim this is forest fires or what they're doing, but California is under attack. Five explosions 
all at the same time. Beep. So he goes on for a little bit more, but yeah. Uh, now, whether those are dues, explosions, or whether <clears throat> those are charges that are on the ground, I don't know. But they're getting this all kicked off, and then they're acting like they're the heroes with all the, the you know, the fire. And I'm not coming down to the fire men or whatever i'm not saying it's their fault but i mean they're doing what they can do but again problem reaction solution and uh this is what we're dealing with here now this next report kind of relays to the first video i played here that five minute one at the start of the study and it says uh california hellscape fires latest tear through los angeles mass evacuations and panic it's going through las Ve obviously through los angeles as well if you've been keeping track of it one comment said there are tons of DHS trucks, meaning Department of Homeland Security, which is, you know, very much related to FEMA. Tons of DHS trucks running around here. Only seen a few over the years around here. Just seen five in a short drive to the store. So all of a sudden, DHS is having a massive presence. We listened to the, the report about FEMA coming there uh, with loaded up with uh, ammo and artillery. And then she goes on to say, they're saying there's no wind in California. What is going on looks to me like a land grab. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what's going on. Next report, California blackout exposes scam of solar panels. So this is a whole other aspect that people weren't, a lot of these people were not aware of until just now. You know, they've, okay, I'm going to install my solar panel and I'm going to save on electricity and I'm going to help the the world that we're going to go green and all this other stuff well listen to this as millions of residents in california continue to suffer and force blackout a blackout rolled out by pg e those who own solar panels are finding out a sobering truth solar panels don't work when the grid goes down now that's if you're linked into their system so they're designed to go down when the grid goes down what is the point of having them if it's not a backup source of energy I mean, that's one, that should be one of the main things you'd think about. That's because nearly all residential and commercial installations of solar panels are grid, quote, quote, grid tie systems, not off the grid systems. See, you should have off the grid. So when the grid goes down, the solar panels are disconnected automatically. How convenient, because they want you to be totally reliant on them. Even when the solar panels do work, they're still largely a scam. Power companies like PG&E rip off solar owners, owners by charging much higher rates for electricity delivery than what they credit you for, for uploading watts from your solar panels. So it's a scam. They're charging you much higher rates for electricity delivery than what they're crediting you for, for uploading watts from your solar panels. Scam. So while your panels are providing power to the, ele the electrical company at a discounted rate, that same company is still charging you Increased rates for the power you use. Wow. Furthermore, the solar panels lose as much as 30% of their effectiveness when they're not regularly cleaned, meaning the actual power delivered is far less than what the panels claim to deliver. Even more shockingly, climate alarmists are now pushing plants to dim the sun by polluting the stratosphere with particulate matter to reflect sunlight away from the earth. They're already doing that with chemtrails. We already get way less sunlight on the earth because of chemtrails. But this is even more because one program funded by Bill Gates and run by Harvard scientists is called Scopex. We talked about this in a recent teaching. And if fully deployed, would diminish the power generation capabilities of all solar panels around the world. Again, all by design and to pollute the world and to, 
And there's, there's a lot of agendas there. Next report, climate change demolished. Two studies just exposed the entire hoax. And this is just a small sampling of what I've got on the whole climate change hoax. Over here, because after Hurricane Dorian hit and blaming it on climate change, now I want to make one thing very clear. The climate is changing. It changes all the time. It gets warmer, it gets colder. It's by nature. And if you think for a minute that we are able to do anything about that change, that's where the short-sightedness begins. And why I poke holes in this argument all the time here on Breitbart, fact check, no, CNN, Hurricane Dorian is not evidence of climate change. No, it's not. It's a hurricane. But we're going to continue because it's a tough argument to have with people, Associated Press. The North Pole, most Americans see weather disasters worsening. You could go to the poll, or actually, let's just read some of the text rather than reading all the verbiage of these boring polls. Keeping in mind now, this is about 1,200 people surveyed. Nearly three-quarters of Americans see weather disasters like Hurricane Dorian worsening, and most of them blame global warming to some extent, a new poll finds. And scientists say they're right. What scientist? What evidence? What facts? I'm about to show you facts that is so irrefutable. Oh, you, you, you're going to love this. You're going to love to show this to your friends who are still, still believe in the entire rhetoric points. The Associated Press Center for Public Affairs Research shows that 72% of Americans think catastrophic weather is more severe, while 4% see it as less nasty. About one quarter say those disasters are about as extreme as they were. So we got 72%, half of those, half of those who think weather disasters are worsening say it's mainly because of man-made climate change. That's right, 74% of 1,200. Let's just do round numbers. Let's go 800. Only half of those, so 400 out of the entire survey, actually believe this is climate change. So you already see the twisting in how they title everything. But now let's go to factual evidence. Let's put holes all over this this argument immediately. This was published on Commentary Magazine, Global Warming or Bad Data, and I love this saying, garbage in, garbage out. So in other words, all the studies you want to run, if you're giving the study bad data, it will always export bad data, bad results, garbage in, garbage out. All you accountants out there I know are cheering right now because you've been involved in that many, many times. The article states, and climate science has always suffered from the problem of shaking and missing data. 70% of the globe is covered by oceans where data is hard to collect. Okay, so we just eliminated, that's right, 70% of the weather data is already wiped away. Where data is hard to collect, records only go back to about 1850 and in many parts of the world are far more recent. Modern recording weather stations date only to the early 20th century. So all this record keeping is hypothetical in, in most respects. So when you're seeing all these long bar graphs over hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, the data wasn't even being collected back then. Point A. And many of those stations have a big problem. While they haven't changed appreciably over the years, the land around them has changed. This is the key. So all these weather stations right. around, let's just take the United States right now. That's what we're focused on have actually changed as to where they're located. With the growth in urban and suburban areas, those old weather stations that were once located in a nice little field are now in the urban wasteland. And guess what happens? The weather station that was put, say, in the middle of Nassau County, Long Island, Potato Field in 1923, is still in the same spot. But the potatoes are long gone, and now it's behind the strip mall, 20 feet from the kitchen exhaust fan of a Chinese takeout joint. <laughs> of course, using some artistic license there but you get the point the weather stations were there long before much of the population was 
but they didn't change them when the population went in. And how can we prove that? This little study here, is the U.S. surface temperature record reliable? This gentleman went out and physically recorded almost 900 of the 1,221 weather stations in the United States. Wow. The reliability of data used to document temperature, he states, trends is of great importance in the debate. We can't know for sure if global warming is a problem if we can't trust the data. Garbage in. Garbage exactly. out. There we go. The official record of temperatures in the continental United States comes from a network of, what do we say, 1,221 climate monitoring stations overseen by the National Weather Service, a department of NOAA. Until now, no one had ever conducted a comprehensive review of the quality of the measurements of these stations. Why would we want that? It won't lend to the argument. Oh. I may have jumped ahead a little bit there. During the past few years, I recruited a team of more than 650 volunteers to visually inspect and photographically document more than 860 of these temperature stations. That's why I said nearly 900. We were shocked by what we found. Oh, they certainly were shocked. A, they didn't, we're going to start with the most basic and kind of small, minute little detail. He went out and saw how they were painted. And the paint, as you see on the graph here, actually affects the temperature variance. But that's a very, very small portion of the variables that he found. Here you see one of the weather stations next to a cell phone tower, a shelter, an air conditioning unit exhaust fan. So what's that do? Well, look at the FLIR data. That just shows you where the heat sources are coming from next to these weather stations, which would impact the heat that they're recording. If the FLIR is, is where you can see um, like th thermal images of the heat emanating off things during the day and he's taking FLIR images which is he's really doing his due diligence here and they're having massive impacts on these temperature and again i really believe all of this is by design on purpose in order to foist the whole global warming lie but again they've got all these stations where they're doing a lot of very similar things that are going to you know give us very very false bad data be a false Hi, and what he did is he went through and he started, now you'll even see here, this station was moved, so the data is baselining at about 18, and all of a sudden, boom, they move it, and the temperature spikes, almost like it. they wanted to make sure that these were recording right. higher temperatures. Why adjust for the variance they're supposed to have? The 100 yard different, 100 feet differential, it's supposed to be 100 feet away from anything. Well, that's not the case anymore. Now, they've made some adjustments here, and you'll see the data magically went up, and here's all the pictures, just so you know the physical data behind us. And you'll see the variances. He showed where all these are located. And you'll see most of them are now next to buildings, all well within the 100 feet that they're supposed to be aside from anything. But that's not quite everything yet. You see, there's all the stations around the country. And there's the variance that he found with these stations from the actual air temperature that he recorded to what the station's recording. The red delineates a five degree or greater change. Wow. The orange, a four degree or greater change. You see what I'm meaning here? Huge. Two degree or greater change, I apologize. But you see the big chunk, 64? Oh wait, that's 70% of the stations are inaccurate and recording much higher temperatures leading to the global warming argument. Right. He gives it on his executive summary a recap of this. In fact, we found that 89% of the stations, nearly nine out of every 10, nine out of every 10 failed to meet the National <clears throat> Weather Service's own siting requirements 
that they must be 30 meters, about 100 feet or more away from an artificial heating or radiating reflecting heat source. Concrete, building, solar panels, whatever it may be. Well, that's not the case. In other words, 9 out of every 10 sta stations are likely reporting higher or rising temperatures because they are badly located. But it gets worse, he states. We observed the change in the technology of temperature stations over time also has caused them to report a false warming trend. We found major gaps in the data record that were filled in with data from nearby sites. So if a site went down, instead of capturing, fixing it, and recalibrating it, they just grabbed it from nearby, compiled the data, and this then takes errors and basically doubles and triples them. You start to see where this whole trend makes the U.S. temperature record as a whole unreliable and inaccurate. But I never take one source for those facts. I went to a second, real clear energy. Climate alarmist foiled. No U.S. warming since 2005. This was eye-opening. In January 2005, NOAA began recording temperatures at its newly built, they had to rebuild, U.S. Climate Reference Network. Because even NOAA, I don't believe, was sure, but this data was all shelved. 114 pristinely maintained temperature stations. Brand new, state-of-the-art, new technology. What's it going to record back in 2005? Away from all the developments, away from the urban areas, to within the sighting range they're supposed to be within. And you know what they recorded? No temperature change at all. None in the last, and you see it there, from 2005 till now. Not a single degree of temperature change. My friends, you've all been lied to. Yep. You've been handed a bill of goods and the, the information and data is right in front of us. But don't worry, they'll try to repudiate all this, get rid of all of it. Because we have the Bernie Sanders of the world now, as you'll hear him, and I'm not even going to play the speech, it's not worth it, making remarks about population control, right? making remarks about the Green New Deal, making it, which by the way, just so, and we've covered this before, this is the founder, this is the godfather of the Green Movement. He's just using AOC through Chakrabarty and everybody else to extend his agenda, which he so strongly believes in, even showing his hand that he believes we need population control. I'm going to play this clip here very quickly for you. Human population growth has more than doubled in the past 50 years. The planet cannot sustain this growth. I realize this is a poisonous topic for politicians, but it's crucial to face. Empowering women. Your, your typical brainwashed, gr greedy Greta, Greta Thunberg, um, brainwashed school student that's, you know, going to browbeat the politicians into saying, you know, whatever we got to do for climate change. The, the AOC, the paid paid actress that was doing a, a bartender doing wet T-shirt contests a couple years ago. Now, all of a sudden, she got the part of congresswoman, which she tried out for. And now she's a climate change expert. Her and Greta Thunberg. The face of climate change and they're telling us these these totally ill-qualified inept people are telling us that you know we've got to change everything or we're all going to be dead in 10 years because of climate change i mean it's the biggest joke going and educating everyone on the need to curb population growth seems a reasonable campaign to enact would you be courageous enough to discuss this issue and make it a key feature of a plan to address climate catastrophe well, Martin, the answer is yes. <laughs> and the answer has everything to do with the fact that women in the United States of America, by the way, have a right to control their own bodies. What is that? So they have a right to, to kill their children. 
okay, even though it's a separate life form entity in their body, they have a right to kill their children. What does that have to do with climate change? But he's got to throw that in there because he's so of his father, the devil, and he knows that that's a feminazi talking point that he's got to just throw that in there to, to really, you know, get the, get the satanic juices flowing. So he'll get a lot of uh, feminazis rallying around his cause and, and the other people that are for, you know, his satanic agenda. And make reproductive decisions. Uh, you get that? Abortions are okay because it's going to help solve climate change. But she she wasn't even asking about that as far as I saw, but he just had to throw that in there, I guess. Even though I showed you data, that the data we're providing the machine is false. If anything, we're going into a grand solar minimum where we're going to have reduced temperatures from now and for the next, you know, I don't know, to the year 2028 or whatever overall. If that's accurate, that's what is being predicted. So, so how evil is this agenda in actuality? Is it about lowering the population? Or is it about the trillion dollar price tag to cure all these CO2 oh, ills that exactly. really don't exist? Right. Because they falsified the data to make... We're going to look at CO2 in the next video, which is carbon dioxide. ...believe it exists. Again, not the only study out there. To the point that the same gentleman, I use Bernie Sanders here over and over again, because I'll always use the godfather of the movement. $16 trillion climate plan. Well, guess what? That would fall on the taxpayer's shoulders. Oh, yeah. Because Trillion. we need to collect revenue for something that doesn't exist based on falsified data... That we know is inaccurate, but we're not going to show you the real data. That would that would absolutely most most Americans in particular are so on the verge. I mean, I just got into the statistics last week where they don't have four hundred dollars in savings or something. They couldn't they couldn't absorb one event that happened financially. And if if they could somehow figure out a way to impose you know this fourteen trillion or whatever tax on globally, I mean, it's just going to absolutely annihilate the vast majority of the pop put put them those that are already on edge in the middle class just put them totally you know in the dirt but that's what they want to do that's one of the ways they want to try to control us now also um i've got <clears throat> i'm taking these videos like this and uh, i've got this with a myriad of subjects but I've, I've started one with the climate change so if you want that just email me and i'll, I'll give you a ton of links to debunk anything that you could come up with regarding this whole climate uh, change hoax or global warming hoax because then then that would poke the final holes in the entire climate change argument that it's a man-made occurrence and not created or something that we can't possibly ever change and that's the real reality that they never want you to hear so please share this video so we have that now let's go to the next one because it's going to piggyback uh on what we just heard 10 key graphs refuting climate change scam tony heller of the real climate science presents 10 graphs that reveal just how pernicious the climate scam really is the graphs show that carbon emissions have been going way up as a result of of fossil fuels these are correlated as our corresponding declines in hunger and poverty and an increase in life expectancy. The carbon emissions that liberals regard as ideologically unclean are both 
an effect and a cause of improving the human condition as they help the crops to grow. It causes a greening of the planet when you have more CO2 because that's what plants run off of. That's, that's the air they breathe, CO2. So let's go ahead and play this. But they're acting like it's this substance that, you know, is this satanic substance that has to be eliminated. Well, of course, because they want to destroy the planet. And this is helping to green the planet. Hello, this is Tony Heller from RealClimateScience.com, setting the record straight about climate. This video is... What if I had a voice like that? Would, it, would that be better? If I had like a voice like that for my teachings? I don't know. I'll think about it. The 10 key graphs behind the climate scam. This is a graph of the growth of atmospheric CO2 over the last 50 years. As you can see, the amount of CO2 in the atmosphere has been increasing Now, if we can believe this, okay, if we can believe this, this is from NOAA, and, you know, this is the type of graph they would put in front of somebody to say, look what's happening type of thing. This is the atmospheric CO2 Mauna Loa Observatory. And um, Scripps Institution Oceanography, NOAA Earth System. So I, I don't trust this source, but I will, I will say that, yes, I'm sure there's been probably a CO2 growth. But again, we're going to actually look at the actual effect of that, which is staggering. And uninterrupted. And I've annotated on here the different climate treaties which have occurred during that time. Montreal, Kyoto, Copenhagen... Paris. As you can see, these climate treaties have no impact on the amount of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. Right. Well, Regardless how you feel about the relationship. And again, that's if we believe what they're telling us, but okay, I get it. Between CO2 and climate, these climate treaties are completely useless. The reason that CO2 is increasing exponentially is because every type of fossil fuel usage is also increasing exponentially. Coal has the largest share of fossil fuel usage and is also increasing the fastest. Oil usage is increasing rapidly and so is natural gas. Civilization depends on low... He's showing a chart here, CO2 emissions by fuel type world. So that's what he's going off. ...reliable energy and coal, oil, and natural gas provide it. So let's look at the impact of this increase in CO2. Agricultural productivity is increasing exponentially at every country in Europe. Same story in okay, the United States. Okay, now that was up to the year 2014, but what we're facing now with this, where they're really, really going crazy with the flooding and all of the stuff they're doing with the weather warfare and the chemtrailing and now the Scopex, now they're actually starting to make crop yields go down. Not only that, we're at the very start of this grand solar minimum. So this was up to the year 2014. He's basing this off of, but... No, because of what they're doing and because of the grand solar minimum, we're going to start to see it go in the opposite direction. But it has nothing to do with CO2. It's agricultural yields are increasing exponentially and reaching records. Yeah, and he's, he's going with chart after chart. I mean, this is what they're admitting to, the, the, even the powers of be are admitting to, that this is going on. After a year. And the same story in South America for every type of grain. Not surprisingly, hunger and malnutrition is decreasing rapidly around the world. The amount of people See, living... they don't want that. They want to create shortages and because that's how they create control. You control the water, you control the food, you control the world. So these are alarming trends to the satanic minions. And now they've 
again they're, they're implementing all these other plans that i've been talking about recently in order to get crop yields down and to destroy food production extreme poverty has also plummeted around the world illiteracy has also plummeted around the world life expectancy has increased sharply and death rates from natural disasters have plummeted over the past now this is like going back to the 1900 i mean yeah 1900s and stuff so these are long-term graphs he's showing here century nasa shows that the world is getting greener as a result of the increase in carbon dioxide yes so the lesson here is that increased carbon dioxide and increased availability of low-cost energy is very good for the human the world is greening as a result of the increased carbon dioxide and nasa even admits to that so how does the washington post react to all this good news well they say the world's going to end in 12 years right and that was six months ago so now it's only 11 and a half years and the new york times says we need to panic over climate in 1841 charles mckay wrote this book extraordinary popular delusions and the madness of crowds he said Men, it has been well said, think in herds. It will be seen that they go mad in herds while they only recover their senses slowly and one by one. Wow. We don't need to get rid of fossil fuels. We need to get rid of the insanity behind the climate change scam. Regardless of... Well, we could get rid of fossil fuels with all the energy technology they're suppressing, but I, I mean, I get what he's saying. All the ridiculous theories and data people produce about global warming, the world is just getting to be better and better for humans to live. Visit Toto on the web. Well, it's not from the standpoint of all the ways they're trying to kill us off, though. And he's not getting into that at all. So, r granted, glean from what, what he just said. But hopefully you see that, you know, there's... <laughs> we've been scammed so badly. Some related reports regarding this subject. Over 30,000 scientists say climate catastrophic man-made global warming is a complete hoax and a science lie. 30,000 scientists. There's a link to that report. Another one. Elites caught in the Amazon wildfire lie as NASA confirms it's just an average fire season, which they were trying to say it was, you know, like off the scale or something. Another one. Bill Gates funding attempt to stop climate change by dimming the sun. And that's the Scopex. Uh, next one. Climate change hoax collapses as Michael Mann's bogus hockey stick graph defamation lawsuit dismissed by the Supreme Court of British Columbia. NASA admits that climate change occurs because of the changes in Earth's solar orbit and not because of SUVs and fossil fuels. So we, we've got all that. I wanted to throw that in there because, I mean, this whole thing going on in California is kind of under the guise of climate change. We're having all these fires because of global warming and climate change or whatever their excuse is. And they're creating all these environments and they're doing all these things to create it. And they're just expecting you to believe whatever lie they're telling you. Now, relating also to California... While I'm on the subject, California expands red gun flag, red flag gun confiscation law. 15 new gun laws in old California. Because they sure don't want you to be armed when they come for you in the middle of the night there. But I wanted to tell you what happened in California um, earlier today, which would have been Friday. Uh, the governor there, Governor Newsom, signed 15 new gun control laws. The, the worst being an expansion of who can file a red flag law on somebody. You know, the unconstitutional uh, gun confiscation orders based off of a whim 
not off of due process. So now coworkers, employers, and teachers can petition for a red flag in California. Excuse me, I'm holding a phone to record this. So if you're working with some lunatic liberal and they get any kind of whiff that you're a conservative and they don't like you and they get any kind of whiff you're pro-Second Amendment, they can call the they can just make up a story and call red flag gun law on you. And the cops come out, no due process, kick down your door, and if you brandish a weapon in any way, shape, or form, you're dead. It's already happening. And so this is the insanity that we're reaching here. And they want to bring this to all of America. Um, also, uh, those red flag orders now a judge can issue a warrant immediately once they are issued. So up until now, uh, you had time to turn your stuff in if you had a red flag, uh, uh, an order, uh, a gun violence restraining order, they call them up there. But if you were subject to one, you had time to turn your stuff in. Now they just issue a, they can just issue a warrant. Right. Some of the quotes that no, they... No due process at all. They just they want to kick your door in. They want to kill you, in other words. They're doing everything they can they can do to ensure that. And while he was signing this stuff yesterday, or well, earlier today, it's really late, uh, was, were, were just crazy. Some things like, uh, he says, California has outperformed the rest of the nation because our gun safety huh. laws. Yeah, right. In reducing the gun murder rate substantially compared to the national. That's why they're working with all the Mexican games, gangs, the Nortenas, and the MS-13, and all those those Central American gangs for when, you know, they go hot with their agenda that they're going to kill as many white people as possible and conservatives because they're so concerned about gun control. No state does it as well or as comprehensively as the state of California, and we Lies. still have a long way to go. Devils. Let me tell you some of the numbers he was referring to and how he's entirely wrong. Between 1993 and 2017, uh, there was a 62% decline in the gun murder rate in California. Well, the, that's 1993 to 2017. Guess what? There were no red flag laws. Right. So you can't say the red flag laws are causing this uh, to reduce. That's actually the increase of more armed yeah. people. Now, as a reminder, there are 17 states, including the District of Columbia now, that have red flag laws with more uh, coming. I want to also mention that... Uh, can you imagine what Trump's going to do when they have the next spate of mass shootings? I mean, he didn't. They weren't able to quite pull off what they wanted to. But if they, let's say they have another two to three back to back, like they've been doing, and, and then Trump's just not going to have a choice. He's just not going to have a choice. But he's going to have to come in, and it's going to just get enacted. And they're going to have to start. They're going to have to start doing gun bans, and, and you know, turn your weapons in if it's registered. They're going to just have to. And you don't want to turn it in. They're going to have to come to your door. They're going to have to come to your house and, and do what they got to do in order to get those wicked guns off the street. And, and I guarantee you, Trump will be behind this if if his base lets him get to this point. And right now, I haven't seen near as much push, pushback from his base. They're all too busy praising him and telling it, slapping him on, a back, on his back and telling him what a great job he's doing. New expansion of who can have your guns confiscated uh, off of a whim. Uh, it was so bad that the previous governor, Jerry Brown, vetoed it twice. And even the ACLU have come out and said that this expansion is a risk to civil liberties. So if the ACLU is coming out in support of our Second Amendment in a roundabout way, 
that tells you a lot. Wow. They also expanded how long a red flag um, law can last, a restraining order, um, for, and they can now go up to five years. Some of the other things that this regime in California wow. signed into law, one long gun per month. They already have one handgun per month. Now it's one long gun as well. Can't purchase those if you're under 21. So if you're 18 to 21, or 18 to 20 in 364 days, you, know, you, you were able to buy all like shotguns and pull Nah, you can go to war and die, but you're not good enough to hold a uh, shotgun in, in our country. So right. thanks for your service, I guess is what California is saying. Right. But I will tell you, however, the California Rifle and Pistol Association announced almost right after, almost immediately after uh, this clown signed these into law that they are suing. They are suing the state over their concerns that these new laws violate the Second Amendment and the citizens' right to obtain a firearm. Okay, so that was pretty much the video there. So, yeah, I mean, just all I'm seeing is horrific news coming out of California. That's it. That's all I'm seeing. Just horrific news report after horrific news report. Here's, here's another one. The new normal. Stack them and pack them. Why are these L.A. people sleeping in stacked pods? It's just not, it's not just the cost of living. Now, this is written from a positive standpoint, essentially. So I bear that in mind as I read this from the latimes.com. The other evening, I visited Eddie, a new living, uh, a new co-living complex in Hollywood, tucked away in a residential block that used to be all bungalows. It, it has the styling of a hip boutique hotel, people carrying branded metal water bottles that say, live, dream, and connect. The gym has a Peloton bike. Oh, wow. The butterfly chairs encircle the backyard fire pit. In the co-working space from a vending machine, you can grab a grain bowl or overnight oats. From a vending machine? Okay. Each of Eddie's four-bedroom furnished apartments has a gleaming kitchen with a big island and a professional-grade steel appliances. In the spacious living room, the custom-made sectional is deep, perfect for sinking into for a movie on a large flat screen TV, but you're gonna see that if you might have a lot of fighting over who's gonna watch what on the flat screen TV in a second. For rents that top out at only 945 per person a month, the lux of all of it seems astounding. But here's the catch each single sex unit is designed to accommodate 18 men or 18 women apiece. So you wanna get chummy. Well then, you know, here's your here's your absolute ideal. I'm sure 18 men or 18 women in the same living space that have no idea, they're total strangers. What could go wrong there? I'm sure everybody's just going to get along kumbaya and and just going to be like absolute bliss, you know. So you're paying you could pay up to 945 to live in this single sex unit designed to accommodate 18 men or 18 women. Each diminutive bedroom with its private bathroom, which I think that the, yeah, there, each bedroom has four to six adults in small stacked rectangular spaces called pods. So you're living in a stack and pack space on top of one another. It's like these pods are like bunk beds built into the wall. And each bedroom, 
you're looking at four to six adult, either men or women, in the same bedroom stacked in pods. Just wide enough for a mattress and high enough to sit but not stand on top of it. If you want to see what they look like, just click on the link to this. They're small. It's the exact concept they've moved to in Japan and China. So that's what they want to get us used to. The stack and you've heard me say that over and over. The stack and pack cities, the new normal. And who else? Where is it occurring first? In L.A., which is where you would kind of expect it. Let's let's switch gears again here. Impossible prediction. Most devastating disruption of food supply in ten thousand years is coming. Hi everyone, Lisa Haven here. Well, I have been stating on my channel for quite a number of years that the globalists want full control of our food. He who controls the food controls the world. And this is exactly what they are attempting to do. And I'm going to reveal it in today's report in detail. Now the plan is being pushed and set in effect for 2030, which just so happens to line up with their agenda 2030 agenda. Now, what is this plan? Well, basically they want to take all the power away from all our farmers, all our dairy, all the workers in the farming industry and put it into the hands of a few. And how are they going to do that? Well, by creating meat in a Petri dish. I'm talking about chemically grown meat. And they're doing it, by the way, in the name of saving the planet and saving the earth because we're all going to die to climate change if something isn't done to help the, the massive burst of population. And this is going to be the answer to it all. And according to a report on Rethink, which I'm going to show you, they are 100% in agreement that this will cause a collapse of our food supply as we know it. So let's just dive right in so you can see what I'm talking about. Real quick, I just want to give a shout out to Justice Knight, my other half. Uh, him and I both agreed that this was critical enough to get out to both of our audience. Also, if you're not subscribed to my channel, please click that red subscribe button and make sure you are subscribed. As you know, I am no longer being recommended in the newsfeed. All right. Now, just a moment ago, I mentioned how the United Nations is pushing a fear factor, that is climate change, in order to get you to accept uh, food from a Petri dish and controlled food. Here's one of those articles to now, prove. And here, before we even get into this, I just saw this the other day. It was just on mainstream 11 minute video. Why companies are mass producing edible insects. So they're going to be go growing Franken, Franken food. They're already, they're advertising. In, I mean, I'm on the internet. I don't even have a TV and I keep hearing the advertisement for the impossible burger, which is Hey, it tastes just like beef. I don't taste any difference. It's just like meat. I'll just buy this. They're trying to get everybody conditioned into eating frankenmeat, whatever is in that. Soylent green is people, as Charles Heston said in the movie Soylent Green. Okay? This is all about ultimately bringing us to the point where we are all cannibals. Okay? And getting us to eat things like insects and soy. I believe Soylent Green in the movie is probably a combination of some type of soy, which you should never, ever put in your body. Either soy milk or soy. It's, number one, most of it's all GMO. Two, it's should not it's not fit for human consumption. It's one of the worst things you can put in your body to wreak absolute havoc on your hormonal system. You know? Um, if men, if men, if you want to grow male breasts, it's a great thing to be eating copious amounts of. And also, it will wreaks havoc with so many things it's cancer causing i have a whole file on soy it's not 
fit for human neither is canola oil none of it's fit for human consumption but yet that's what they're always trying to shove down our throats and you better be reading your labels close because they try to slide it in to even the health food products every chance they get and this is the uh, from verge science around the world two billion people eat insects regularly in the u.s and in europe not so much though in other words we need to get on board we need to do our bit but some entrepreneurs think it's time. We take a tour of the startup cricket farms trying to kickstart a new industry and sample some of the insect insect snacks ourselves. So they come in these little, you know, it's just like they package, package them just like junk food. And it's literally whole dead insects with all the their, you know, excrement inside them. If you're thinking about it, it's just the same as eating a whole shrimp. You know, it's got that, you know, nice black vein of feces in there well you're getting the same thing from these insects and only lord knows what else uh these but again this is all about getting us to comply and to get us to accept the new normal which is franken meat which is meat grown in petri dishes which is more soy more canola oil insects now everything disgusting that you can possibly think of and then ultimately getting us to cannibalize when the one lady last week that was at the aoc convention saying we've got to start eating our babies now we can't wait we don't have 10 years because the climate change thing it's going to end you see how this is all tied together it's absolute total demon possessed demonic mass insanity sweeping the globe it's the spirit of antichrist the spirit of being demon possessed to the toenails essentially this is what we're dealing with here so let's go back to this other video here that climate change threatens the world's food supply un warns here's another on hewlett.org report climate change threatens the world's food supply and even our forests but there's still time to act this is very re recent august 8th 2019 now this article references a report and i'm going to go there that's put out by the ipcc this is a un linked back organization but basically this is hundreds of page report talking about how to save our food supply and what to do how are they suggesting it or or what are they suggesting well obviously uh, depopulation is one of those but here is another way and this one is literally it, it just makes me sick thinking about it uh, but this one's on venturebeat.com new report major disruption in food and agriculture in the next decade this is september 17th 2019 but the article states it projects the collapse of dairy and cattle industry by ta -da -da, 2030 agenda 2030 as animal meat is replaced Placed right. by cheaper, higher quality, I'm not so sure about that, food made from manufactured protein. Yeah. The article goes on. Frankenmeat. I mean, only God knows what this GM meat, GMO meat concoction made in a Petri dish somewhere actually has in it. I wouldn't trust these devils any farther than I can throw them. And yet they're advertising this concept. I mean, I went in the, the supermarket the other day. They had fo They had the fake meat. With, where the ground beef was. They had packets of this Franken meat. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You'd go to Burger King, get your Impossible Burger. And elsewhere, you're going to see it rolled out more and more and more. What they're going to do is collapse the dairy and the cattle industry. So that is going to be so pricey just to even get ground beef that a lot of people are going to be like, well, I can't afford, I can't afford anything else. I'm going to have to go to the faux meat. I mean, you know, have your Franken burger.
That's what they're that's where where they're moving us. The state that the fastest, deepest, most consequential disruption of our food and agriculture to supply in 10,000 years driven by technology and new business models is now underway. By 2030, the dairy and cattle industries will have collapsed as animal derived foods are replaced by modern equivalents that are higher quality, they say, and cost less less than half as much to produce. The rest of the livestock industry will suffer a similar fate. That's according to a new report, Rethinking Food and Agriculture 2020 through 2030. The second domestication of plants and animals, the disruption of the cow and the collapse of the industrial livestock farming. Now, before I take you over to that report, I want to show you this article, and this is called Lab Growing Meat, How Food Technology Could Change What's on Your Plate. Basically, this details exactly what I've been talking about, how they're going to grow everything on a Petri dish. Let me just show you a quick video I got from Wired on what that means. Take a listen. So how do companies grow it? First, technicians take a small amount of tissue from an animal, then filter it and isolate cells that they can grow. That means providing warmth and oxygen, as well as feeding them salts, sugars, and proteins, essentially tricking the cells into thinking that they're still inside their owner. The cells naturally replicate as they would inside the body, growing into something that looks more and more like food. I don't know about you, but uh, that doesn't exactly sound like something I would ever want to eat or be forced. And, and it would be so easy in that process to introduce something that is absolutely, totally satanic into the genetic makeup of said frankenmeat. I mean, it, it's unbelievable what what they've they've got planned for us and what they're doing right now. They eat, right, because they're tricking the cells into thinking they're still inside their owner. Like, that's ever done to anyone a bit of good. But this is the kind of lab-grown meat that they're talking about taking over our entire food industry, putting farmers out of business. And again, this is all about consolidating power in the food industry under the control of a few. And, and, and imagine what they could put inside these Petri dishes. If they want to make a more docile uh, generation, let's just add oh, yeah. a little something to their food supply. Absolutely. This is a very dangerous thing. Now, this article that's on the screen here actually gets into something else. Uh, but basically this, another question that's up in the air when it comes to this lab-growing junk is who should who should be in charge of regulating it? The D USDA or the FDA or who is it? Good questions. Uh, not only that, but there's no actual good information done on the health hazards or risk of this. No, of so not. this is something that uh, should affect both of us on the left and right. Just Anyhow, like vaccines, there's no, you know, health studies and if there are any they're always bought and paid for it's some joke so it's the same thing for this you know just trust us we, we'd never satan would never do you wrong this company rethink x has done an entire evaluation on this and is basically stating that this entire process is going to take over the food supply so you have their food and agriculture here what's on the cusp this is the report that i'm going to show you uh and it's this one right here rethinking food and agriculture 2020 30 agenda 2030 the second domestication of plants animals the disruption of the cow and the collapse of the industrial livestock and farming now in this report i'm not going to go over all of it with you but i want to show you what some of their key findings are because i think these are important uh important excuse me and it states by 2030 demand for cow products would have fallen by 70 percent before we reach this point the u.s cattle industry will well why would that happen well okay brainwashing yeah i could get that where people are so browbeat into you know where okay you're you're eating meat you're destroying mother gaia 
type of thing. Okay, I get that. Guilt, shame, maybe that's part of it. But also, the meat will most likely be so incredibly expensive that only, a and if they collapse the economies on top of it, and your dollar goes from, you know, being, you know, a dollar to being worth 10 cents or whatever happens, then they're, they're not going to have options. So I think that's why they would say that they're, you know, cow procs will have 70% less demand. Effectively bankrupt. By 2035, demand for cow products would have shrunk by 80-90%. Other livestock markets, such as chicken, pig, and fish, will follow a similar trajectory. Here's another. Product volumes of the U.S. beef and dairy industry and their suppliers will decline by more than 50% by 2030. And nearly I mean, do you realize that nowhere in the history of mankind has this these projections ever been made, ever? All of a sudden, it's like we're going to just stop being human. And we're going to stop having the same food cravings. We're not going to have any more cravings for beef or chicken or pork. And, and I'm grinning. I'm not, I'm not big on eating pork at all. Okay. I, I think you could cite biblical reasons. I'm not saying it cannot be done from a, from a New Testament perspective. It's just that pork really is not good for you. And there's a lot of side effects to it. I mean, Ted Brewers went over the studies where they've ra done radionucleotides of like um, bacon and had people eat it and they trace where the nuclear radiotides end up meaning it's almost like where the the pork because you are what you eat right where that ends up in the body and it always ends up in like the back the back of the um the back of the uh, upper back okay like people that have a lot of fat on their upper back and into their mid back well that's i believe I, and i don't know if that's like i, I i'm not a an expert on where bacon is from or maybe it was some other part of the pork but it's like essentially where it occurred on the pig it ends up on you is the whole gist of it he's he cited those studies over and over it's like man whoo so like people that you would see that have like unusual weight gain in that area would be an indicator that they were eating a lot of pork and i was like whoa and that's that's Ted Brower that he's got into that and several several times I've seen that. But it's like you know in the next ten years, guys. Just so you know, we're going to go from you know really not wanting any more chicken or beef or pork or any kind of meats. Really, we're gonna we're gonna go more toward the um, the Franken meats and the soy and the canola and um, the insects. And whatever other and cannibalism and whatever the other abominations that you know they can think to put in our bodies that's what we're going to have the cravings for evidently according to satan over here that's predicting these things 90 percent by 2035 the current industrialization animal agriculture system will be replaced by a food as software model Ugh where foods are engineered by scientists at a molecular oh, level man. and uploaded to a database that oh. can be accessed by food designers anywhere in the world. You're talking about, like... Remember what I've told you about what, what a, the common occurrence of Noah's day. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man when Jesus comes back. Well, we're, we're, right in the, we're in those days and we're on the cusp of it and we're moving into it. What was the biggest thing that was going on in Noah's day? The DNA of man was being defiled, which corrupted the whole world so much so that man's thoughts were only evil continually. 
So Satan knows that by corrupting our food supply and when we get vaccines cultured off aborted babies, and there's 27 of them now, and cultured off like, you know, disease, green, Reese monkey, kidney, kitty, and all this foreign DNA they're pumping into us with the vaccines, he knows that's defiling our DNA. And he's trying to get us to the point where we're not even fully human anymore. Now they want to do implants and they want to make us cyborgs. And I, I just saw the scientist the other day that says he's going to be a, a full-blown cyborg. He's dying of some whatever disease. And so he's going to, he's going to transfer his consciousness into some cyborgian whatever container. Well, that's what they're trying to get us to do. Jesus didn't come to save cyborgs. Part human, part human, part machine, part human being. And he didn't come to save non-humans either. So they're trying to defile our DNA every single way they can. And this is one of the main ways they're doing it. Fully processed junk, junk food by 2035, about 60% of the land being used by the livestock and feed production will be freed up for other uses. In other words, this is the banner that they're doing it in. Let's create food supply. It's going to save our land. It's going to save uh, our population explosion, which, by the Lies. way, is all a lie. And here's another one. Modern foods will be cheap. And they're destroying the farming industry with all the flooding and all the things they're doing now to make this all happen all by design on purpose by design so that's what they're doing all the flooding in the midwest this year that they will not probably ever recover from we haven't seen the full effects of it yet because remember we're like living off last year's harvest or it may be even some in some cases the year before that to a certain extent this is trickle down it doesn't just hit you right away granted you're going to start seeing rising food prices and we've already seen them i mean every time i go to the grocery store it's like sticker shock but most likely moving into next year as we as we blow through the the um the food reserves they've had and go into the the areas where we're relying on these uh, crop yields that were greatly greatly reduced then you're really going to see food prices skyrocket uh, then your animal derived foods here's another wider economic benefits will accrue from the reduction of the cost of food and form and form of increased disposable incomes from the wealth of jobs and taxes. And of course, environmental benefits will be profound, oh, it yeah, says, yeah. And with new greenhouse gas emissions yes. from the sector falling by 45%. Yes, we got to reduce that CO2 because we do not want the greening of the planet. And even NASA admitted to that. We, we want the plants to be sickly and dead and have as, as little CO2 as possible so they can thrive off of. Because a greener planet means a healthier planet, and we can't have that. We want a dead, lifeless planet because our father's the devil, and of his lust and of his works, we will do, and he loves death and hell. So that's what he wants to create on planet Earth by 2030 so we're saving our emissions we're saving our land and we're all Lies. eating and harming our bodies by eating yeah. from a petri dish key impacts of the food and agricultural disruption the cost of modern modern food and other uh, fermentation products will be least 50 percent at as much as 80 percent lower than the animal products they replace at current prices revenues of the u.s beef and dairy industry and other suppliers which together exceed 400 billion today will decline by at least 50%. You see how they do all this in a banner of good? The volume of crops needed to feed the cows will fall by 50% from 155 million tons to, in 2018 to 80 million in 2030. Do you see why? This is literally a threat to our food supply. Now, this agency is doing it, I believe, 
in a, in a, in a kind of fanciful way. Like, I, I don't think they're actually capping on it, but this has some serious concerns. Farmland values will collapse 40 to 80%. We're talking about risk of jobs. Uh, the average family will save more than $1,200 a year because their groceries went down. By 2030, at least half of the demand for oil from the U.S. agriculture industry currently running about 150 mar- barrels of oil equivalent a year will disappear. You and won't if- have to have pasture lanes anymore. The cows won't be there. The chickens won't be there. The pigs won't be there. They'll all be gone. And you could just replace them with gigantic, you know, million square foot buildings where they're manufacturing the GMO frankenmeat in Petri dishes all day long. Yummy. I mean, what's not to like about that's what's going to replace the pastures. That's what's going to replace the farms. That's why they're saying they will need all this all this demand from oil from the U.S. because it's not going to exist. Of course, the impacts on the environment, 60% land basically freer. I stated that already. Um, Greenhouse gas emissions cut and water consumption by cattle will be limited. So, hey, let's put the farmers out of business. They also get some social uh, things here where basically there is a loss of jobs that's admitted here and geopolitical. You can pause and read some of that. But these are some very big things. The the, the farmers and they're and they're already going bankrupt, bankrupt from the floods, but they'll go bankrupt because, you know, they're going to most likely price them out of existence and regulate them out of existence and tax them out of existence and then the flooding issue and then they'll just take their land for penny on the dollars pushed hopefully you get an idea of where i'm going with this this is such a major report and i'm going to ask you to share it with everyone you know i don't know about you but i don't want to eat from a petri dish uh be told that it's some kind of meat and not even really know and then i have to even worry about if they're going to actually label the meat fake meat or real meat when it comes out because we already know the battle that we're having with labeling gmos i mean this is the. i think she just committed a hate crime talking against this franken beef I mean, I'm I'm triggered, and I'm very offended over, over what Lisa just said. I might have to report her for red flag gun laws, because I'm so triggered over her non-promotion of frankenmeat of stuff that we're faced with in today's society. This is a big issue. And yes, it will collapse our food supply. It will take all the power and authority out of our states, out of the hands of our farmers, and put it in the hands of elite few. Imagine. Which is where we're moving with all of the things that I talk about on a week-to-week basis. Taking away all of our rights collectively. Taxing us out of existence, you know, and moving us in ultimately into the stack of packed cities those that won't be killed before that happens and ultimately taking away everything that we have that's where they're trying to move us to now i'm not saying god's not bigger than this but i'm saying this is their plan this is what they're actively trying to do and then act like they're the good guys doing it to save the planet what you can do he who controls the food like i said in the beginning controls the power over it this is massive and you know they're doing all of this in the name of saving the planet. You know how many laws, rules, and regulations get passed in the name of saving the planet that never really needed saving? You know how many rules and legislations are getting passed because of, uh, they say, guns kill people, so let's get rid of guns. Well, why not get rid of cars and knives and everything under the sun? Yeah. Right? It's the same thing they're doing here. They're pitting up the lie of global warming, a hoax, and saying if we don't do something to change our food supply, wink, wink, well, we're gonna we're gonna risk a lot of people dying in the future. Yeah. 
I don't know about you, but I don't want to give up some of the basic simple things of life, especially for something that doesn't even have the scientific facts to back it up. Anyhow, I'd So we have that. And again, that's that really segues nicely into the from the from the climate change uh, lies that we just exposed. Now, then we have this. This just broke this week, which heavily relates to all of this. An all-out blizzard that is unheard of for October hits farms in the Midwest with up to two feet of snow. So they've flooded the Midwest out of existence. A lot of the farms never planted, or if they did, they planted extremely late into the year. And then, so then what do they do? Then they, they bring in blizzards that are unheard of for the month of October to finish off any of the other crops that might still be in the ground. Farmers in the middle of the country are about to get hit by what could be potentially the worst October blizzard in U.S. history. Now, this has already happened. This was on October 9th, um, and this has already happened. According to USA Today, the massive size and intensity of the snowstorm is unheard of for October. In other words, we have never seen anything like this ever before. So, I'm sure that has nothing to do with the agenda foot there of taking out all the farmers such a storm would have been disastrous enough in a normal year but this has definitely not been a normal year for midwest farmers as i detailed extensively in previous articles endless rain and horrific flooding made planting season a complete and utter nightmare for many midwest farmers this year millions of acres did not get planted at all and planting was seriously delayed on tens of millions of other acres as a result coin so soybeans which they shouldn't be growing anyway but and other crops are simply not ready to be harvested in many parts of the Midwest. And now an unprecedented winter storm is barreling directly toward our heartland. All of this stuff is being done by design on purpose. They're creating these storms, they're creating the, the blizzards, they're creating the flooding, all of it by design. And they've got all the technology and they've admitted to that since the 60s. And I've got into that whole thing in other, in other studies. This is very, very serious situation. Most Normally most corn in the Dakotas and Minnesota is considered to be mature by now. But this year we are facing a completely different scenario. According to the latest USDA crop progress report, only 22% of the corn in North Dakota, and granted it's GMO Franken corn, so, but anyway, only 20, but you got to have your high fructose corn syrup for your, for your Pepsis and for, you know, all the other stuff they're putting it in. One of the main things that causes diabetes and weight gain, causes arteriosclerosis to plaque you up real good. According to the latest USDA crop uh, progress reports only 22 percent of the corn in north dakota is considered to be mature at this oh i forgot they use it for gasoline too the ethanol yeah because we gotta make gotta have all that cropland occupied to make gasoline right yeah because we don't have enough in the ground to pump out and guess what the ethanol destroys your engine or it's very hard on it at bare minimum many farmers continue to wait on the sidelines to get into the fields with freezing temperatures heavy snowfall and high winds set to hit the northern plains this week the corn in North Dakota is only 22% mature. 22% <laughs> mature? And it, we're in October. Well, yeah, they probably had to wait massively to plant. And it probably doesn't grow as quick because it's so far north. So it's only 22% mature versus a 75% mature rate at this time of the year in the last five-year average. So normally, it's by this time, it's 75% mature. And it's only 22. And now we're getting, they're getting hit with the worst blizzard they've ever seen in, for October. So that'll, that'll totally snuff out any of the crop yields. 
or whatever they harvest they're going to have to do so prematurely if they can i don't know if that's something you can really do but yeah and that's according to monday's usda crop progress report it's not from some you know fringe website and that's what they're admitting to also south dakota corn is rated at 36 percent mature it's a little bit more south because that was north this is south versus it's normally 80 percent mature by now over a five-year average minnesota farmers have a corn crop that's just 39 percent mature versus a 83 percent five-year average and now here comes an all-out blizzard in case you were wondering i am not the one pushing putting such an extreme label on the storm in fact accuweather is specifically using that term to describe this historic storm which is an unusually far-reaching snowstorm for early october that will stall oh imagine that and strengthen and evolve into an all-out blizzard i wonder if that's all being done by design on purpose it's going to stall strengthen and evolve into an all-out blizzard according to accuweather over the dakotas and then we'll send a blast of cold air across the mid plains and midwest spokane international airport recorded 3.3 inches of snow tuesday shattering the previous record for the day which was set in 1981 it is crazy that spokane is already getting snow according to yahoo news the snowfall already makes this the third snowiest october the city has ever experienced but once the snow the storm reaches the middle of the country it's going to dump up to two feet of snow i just went on um weather channel you know the official nazi weather channel and they confirmed and this was yet last night yep up to two feet of snow and that was five days after this was written so the predictions are accurate it, and it did happen just like they're saying it did here at least as far as i can tell two feet of snow on some of the most important agricultural areas hmm all by design and purpose a general six to 12 inches is forecast over much of the dakotas however a large swath of 12 to 24 inches is likely with an accuweather local storm axe of 30 inches likely from north central dakota to central and northeast northeastern north dakota cities could end up with two feet of snow in october we're like i mean before mid-october two feet of snow including bismarck jamestown devil's lake north north dakota as well as mobridge south dakota and winnipeg manitoba needless to say that much snow at this time of year is going to be absolutely devastating to many farmers unbelievable and then a related report says what a difference a year makes denver sees the heaviest snowfall in october for 147 years as temperatures plummet to 21 degrees and 6.7 inches of white stuff blankets colorado just 24 hours after the state bathed in 77 degree sunshine so that's some real extreme weather switches there that uh you know pretty pretty tough to believe this so i'm gonna go ahead and stop there we're, we're working on about four and a half hours for this study and i want to make sure i get this up tonight uh because there's a lot to pray about regarding the california situation alone and i will i will add that to the prayer points for this study so um, god bless you lord willing we will see you in the next audio